This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jim Schaller. Hey, good day, good, uh, good day today. Uh, we've got podcast number 10, and today we've got uh, Eric Gall from Edison Business Advisors. Eric, uh, thank you for joining us today. Hey, glad to be here, Jim. Hey, uh, great, great to see you. Um, so why don't we just jump right in and uh, why don't you share a little bit about Edison Business Advisors and what you guys are all about? Okay. Yeah, I kind of start at the beginning. I started Edison Business Advisors back in 2014. I worked for a different uh, business brokerage, you know, at the time and I uh, kind of was ready to hang out my own shingle. So we started and, uh, you know, at that time it was just me. And then I had some administrative support and now we've got uh, nine uh, agents that are working uh, with me and uh, we have expanded into some other states as well. But uh, wow. you know, we're growing, growing very fast and uh, furious right now and just trying to manage and control the growth. But, uh, you know, it's been an exciting ride. That is great. I know you've been at it for a while here. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. How did you get involved with this to start with? Well, uh, back in the late 90s, I was working at Ford Motor Company and I worked in the business office and I was exposed to mergers and acquisitions first through post-merger and integration work with Jaguar, Land Rover, Volvo, Ford and Mazda. And then uh, they handed me some businesses to uh, prepare for sale that they had purchased prior to the Internet bubble. And uh, those businesses were mostly technology businesses related to automotive that, uh, you know, when the internet bubble burst, there was really no value to them. So they, uh, you know, at least a Ford motor company. So it was package them up, spin them out, sell them off to private equity groups, high net worth individuals, you know, et cetera. So that's kind of where I first uh, started, you know, helping business owners sell businesses, started doing it myself, uh, in the uh, early 2000s to mid 2000s, uh, we created a little private equity group. So we bought uh, seven companies, uh, nine entities and seven companies, and then uh, kind of started selling those off uh, after the start of the great uh, recession. And uh, my wife decided that she loved Florida and wanted to stay here. So I needed something to do down here. So I just started doing it for other people back in 2009. That is great. That's good. Yeah, you're originally from what? Michigan, right? From Michigan, correct. Yep. Nice, nice. Much the weather's much better down here. I, I have to agree with her on that. Uh, yeah, starting about this time of year, it starts getting it's much nicer here. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I hear you. Um, so, are there any? I, I, I guess maybe people out there might not know enough about your industry, but are there any kind of myths or misconceptions about what you do or, or, you know, how you guys do it? Well, definitely. I mean, uh, in the state of Florida, in order to sell business assets, you need to have a real estate license. So a lot of folks confuse us with uh, real estate agents or realtors and literally the process of selling a business is 180 degrees different than selling a home. A home, you can put a sign out front, you know, you can advertise and show pictures of the home and detailed descriptions of the home and try to sell it. Well, I'm dealing with confidentiality because with a business owner, you do not want your employees to know you're for sale because they'll look at it as, oh, OK, I'm going to have a new boss soon. And, you know, the guy down the road, 
he's been bugging me to come over and work for him. And I think I'd probably be safer with the devil I do know versus the devil I don't know. So your employees start scattering. You know, your customers, if you put a sign out front or something to that effect, or they know the business is for sale, you know, they're worried about you. Uh, you know, maybe you're in trouble or, um, you know, maybe you're going to skimp on product and service, you know, just because you're trying to hoard money before the sale. So they get become concerned. You start losing customers. Uh, suppliers will take a look at it and go, oh, well, you know, they could be in trouble now. Um, I better start collecting my money. So the 45 days they were giving you to pay your bills, you know, now is cash on delivery. So the fact that you expose a business for sale could be very, very detrimental to a business. So, you know, we deal in confidentiality and we have to try to attract a buyer who doesn't know what they're buying, doesn't really know where it's at, only knows a few lines about the business and sees some financial money. You know, so it's very, very different than selling uh, a piece of property. Yeah, that's got to be a lot more difficult, especially. But I, but you totally understand because uh, you're trying to sell something at a value that's higher and you don't want to devalue it by, you know, information or rumors out there. Yeah, so, absolutely. So I, I guess, you know, we've all been through some type of hardship or maybe challenge, uh, especially down here in Southwest Florida. Uh, along the way, is there something that's maybe shaped you into who you are today and, and why you are who you, who you are today? Yeah, you know, it was uh, business ownership during the Great Recession. It probably shaped a lot of us. Um, you know, we had we had uh, businesses that were dependent upon oil prices at the time. So, you know, we had automotive service centers and we had uh, trucking and logistics companies is what uh, we purchased. And you know, the the price of gasoline, uh, you know, just looking at the trucking company, right. you know, the price of gasoline on the West Coast went from $1.71, you know, a gallon overnight to $5.71. And you're pre-collecting uh, your uh, fuel surcharges in advance. So the cost, you know, the uh, fuel cost for, you know, doing a delivery tripled literally overnight. Right. And you do you don't have the cash in the bank to pay for that fuel so you know you're running around to banks right. trying to get money and then of course things are slowing down so the influx of cash flow coming in you know from new jobs to move material you know is is slowed down to a snail's pace so you know when you put when you take your fuel surcharge and you go from five percent to fifteen percent well it's still not enough because, you know, the jobs coming in were a third of what they were, you know, right. when uh, the economy was booming. Right. So, yeah, we had to weather that storm. Um, you know, uh, I had to weather, you know, partners uh, exiting the business because there wasn't enough cash flow to support everyone, uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, they left. And then, of course, the cash flow that was left was starting to go to service the banks, you know, on those extra loans. So it, gave, it became a situation where, you know, I was negotiating with some creditors and, you know, even some of their creditors, uh, some of my partner's creditors who, you know, in their personal situations, they had to file, you know, bankruptcy because they right. were they didn't thin out, you know, their asset base before the recession like I did. Um, I was fortunate. I sold my home in Michigan. So I just, you know, I, I purchased my vehicles. I had, you know, an F-150 and I had, uh, you know, a, 
I think, uh, you know, a nice little tiny sports car, but it was fairly modest. And, you know, they bought, you know, you know, a brand new Lexus, a brand new Navigator, and they had did it on payments and they still had their, you know, million dollar home in Michigan and they were paying 6,000 a month rent in Florida. And so they were, they were struggling. I wasn't uh, financially. So I had, you know, enough of a nest egg where I was fine, but they had to go get jobs. Right. So I, I spent a lot of time, you know, uh, negotiating, um, you know, which was kind of natural for me because when I was at Ford Motor Company, you know, almost every job I had involved negotiation with someone, you know, whether it was post-merger integration, it was negotiating agreements between Jaguar, Landover, Volvo, Ford, Mazda. You know, before that I had, you know, my jobs were doing uh, joint venture projects, you know, with, uh, with uh, uh, Nissan. You know, so I was negotiating agreements with Nissan, uh, you know, project or program management type work where I was negotiating, you know, agreements among, you know, engineering and purchasing and everyone else. So, you know, I've always been negotiating something. That so right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's why you're good at what you do. That's, you know, that's it. Now, I, I guess, you know, you, you mentioned a, a lot of the downside in the the economy. I mean, recently here, too. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on right now. How has that affected your business or the businesses you're dealing with here? You know, whether it's locally here in Southwest Florida or nationally. Well, you know, in, in Southwest Florida, because, you know, we're used to the seasonal aspect of business down here. We're used to, you know, storing our nuts, right, for the slower yep. time. Um, and it's no different. I mean, if you look at 2020, 2021, 2022, you know, even back into 2019, money was plentiful and money was cheap because of the lower interest rates. So business sales boomed. I mean, we were selling everything. And, you know, I did um, 50 some million dollars in transactions in 2021 and 22. Wow. Um, you know, uh, was number one in Florida in 2021, was number two in IBBA, was uh, you know, like top 15 in MA source, uh, which is, you know, lower middle market brokers in the country. You know, so, you know, I was very successful, you know, made very, uh, very, uh, uh, you know, solid earnings. <laughs> so right. I was in a good position, you know, where my nuts were stored uh, for when all of a sudden money became less plentiful, money became much more expensive. Uh, the buyers, I don't want to say disappeared, but they certainly got far, far more cautious in what they were doing. And when they purchased a business, the multiples decreased substantially. So you had sellers who are used to seeing, you know, their friends uh, sell their businesses at a multiple of, say, you know, six times EBITDA. And now all of a sudden, you know, more money is going to service debt or service right. the interest rate portion of the debt, you know, which leaves less for principal because it's all cash flow based. Right. You have to have the money yep. to make those payments. And if less is going to principal that, you know, by necessity lowers the value of the business. So a business owner in 2023 is not getting the same amount of money for their business that they got in that uh, 2019 to 2022 timeframe. So there's been an adjustment um, both on the buy side and the sell side. And okay. now people are starting, yeah, they're starting to understand it. They're starting to get it. You know, we've been sending them the message over and over again. They didn't want to hear it at first, but, you know, things are opening back up. We're starting to get, you know, see more deal flow. Uh, but I would say from about fourth quarter 
of last year. Of course, the hurricane didn't help either. Yeah, yeah. Um, but fourth quarter of last year through the middle of this year, things uh, slowed down considerably for everyone. Uh, I was just running some statistics, uh, you know, uh, for our region because I'm the regional uh, president for our state association. So I have access to the data and uh, sales volume in Southwest Florida was down about 50 percent compared to last year wow. uh, over the first three quarters. And um, the sales uh, volume in dollar amounts was down 54 percent. So that's a pretty substantial decrease. Again, exactly. it, it, I, I can't say it wasn't, you know, expected, right? Uh, a hurricane, we'll yep. do that to you. Yep. And of course, the cost of money and the overall uh, economic, uh, you know, issues that are going on, you know, probably were about a third of that problem, you know, and the other two thirds, I would say, was the hurricane. Yeah. And, and you know, we've seen it down here in Southwest Florida. I mean, it's we've been growing for so long. You know, and then with all the factors between, you know, the hurricane, the economy and, you know, some of that has has leveled out in a sense that, you know, people aren't making those moves anymore like they used to. Um, you know, it's, it's become a little a little bit different. Um, are there is there other things that maybe people should know about, um, you know, Edison business advisors that uh, that they don't know? Well, I mean, one of the things that I think is important to me and my group is I like to bring in, you know, experienced agents, you know, so, you know, I always look at it. We have a little tagline. It's, uh, you know, uh, you know, experience and credentials, you know, equals results. Right. So I like I like to bring in experienced brokers. You know, they've been in the industry for a while. They they, you know, bought and sold businesses themselves so they can empathize with other business owners because I've been through the process, uh, you know, they've, uh, you know, they've been, they've walked in their shoes. Right. And, yep. and they've done the job for other people too, uh, you know, for another firm. So I like experienced people. Uh, I like credentialed people. So that means that they're keeping up to date on their education. They're going out, they're getting the certifications to prove that they've, you know, kept up with, you know, the education, uh, in the business. Uh, so they're, they're aware of the latest trends, the latest, you know, processes, methods and tools, you know, to get deals done, because I think that's very important. Yep. Right? You don't want you don't want to you know, you don't want to be a dinosaur in any industry right now because technology is moving so fast. And with the advent of AI coming on, if you're not, you know, immersed in that right. stuff and learning it and figuring out how to apply it to what you do, you're going to get left behind. So, you know, we're trying to stay at the forefront of that, you know, through education and credentials. You know, we have, you know, all our folks have, you know, uh, either CBIs from the IBBA. We have uh, certified merger and acquisition professional designation, CMAPs and and uh, merger and acquisition master intermediary uh, certifications from M&A source. Uh, you know, so we we take that, you know, quite seriously and, you know, want to stay on top of the game and at the forefront of uh, knowledge and education, you know, especially in Southwest Florida, if not, you know, beyond. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. That's great. Now, I, know, I know you work hard. I know you, you do a lot. Um, what does Eric do outside of work? <laughs> Um, well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm kind of a baseball enthusiast, uh, and I still play. So we try to get in as many games as we can in a year. You know, we have a Sunday league that I'm highly involved in. 
And uh, we also have uh, a younger league that I still, you know, do my best to keep up with the kids. Uh, and then, uh, and then there's tournaments like uh, this month we have the Roy Hobbs uh, World Series coming up uh, here in Southwest Florida, which is a huge event, brings in tons of tourist dollars. Uh, it was great. canceled last year from the hurricane, but you know you're going to see a whole lot of people driving down I-75 and 41 and visiting, you know, restaurants, bars, and other establishments, you know, after their games here starting next week for probably that's about great. a month. That's that's great. Hey, you got to stay active, you know, and that's, that's one thing, you know, it's, uh, you know, um, the, the more you can do, the more you're out there and, and God bless you for keep playing. I play basketball. I wish I could, so I was still playing. I need to find some place to play, but uh, Eric, how would people go about um, getting hold of you? If they had any questions or wanted to learn more. Yeah, we're pretty easy to find. You know, we have a website. It's uh, www.edisonb for business, a for advisors.com. So the business advisors is abbreviated. Uh, and they can uh, contact me via email at eric at edisonba.com or by phone. I've got, uh, you know, a cell phone follows me everywhere. 239 738 6227. Great. Hey, Eric, I appreciated uh, you taking the time today and getting to know you a little bit more. And uh, we'll see you down the road here. Sounds great. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Estero. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to GNPestero.com. That's GNPestero.com. Or call 239-296-2621.